Hey guys, I'm Ashley Graham, and this is Pretty Big Deal. All right, as always, this episode is sponsored by my go-to for all things makeup, Revlon. Every episode, I'm gonna be having in-depth and personal conversations with some of my favorite people on how they walk the walk of self-talk. We'll find out about their pretty big deal moment. Absolutely nothing is off limits, so get ready. This week's guests are close to my heart. Today we have two-thirds of Red Table Talk, mother-daughter duo Jada Pinkett-Smith and Adrian Banfield-Norris, AKA Gammy. And since Jada and Gammy are here, I decided to bring my mom, Linda, to get in on the fun. Hi guys! Hey! Oh, I love the two cute white chairs. <laughs> I feel like we, we try. need. I feel like we need to up our background. No, you don't. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm so excited to see you guys. Um, I was telling my mom, and she watched our Red Table Talk interview, which was so fabulous, where we all got to talk about mommy shaming. And I know that the four of us have had our fair share of mommy shaming. But it's just so nice to, to be here today and have these like two mother-daughter dynamics. Um, I, yes. know that, I know that you guys have your story and we've had our, our, we have our story as well, but this is, um, this is so awesome. And you guys get to have the, this kind of conversation all the time. This is my first time having my mom on Pretty Big Deal. So get ready. Yeah. I was really surprised to hear that. I was like, this is her first time. But the only hiccup was that she's my full-time nanny. And so <laughs> there's been three hiccups. We've had to figure out like where to put Isaac. So we brought the pack and play to set. We found like the darkest, quietest room to put him in for a quick little nap. Oh, we know all about that. Absolutely. You know, in the workspace, because my mother, she uh she came and rescued me and the kids while I was working. So she was, she traveled with me all the time. Yes. So she oh, was my number one go-to for my kids. That, yeah. that is what I did at the time. So I didn't have to be on a podcast. I didn't have to be right. on anything that's right. else. Yeah, that's true. Like what Linda <laughs> is trying to do, I was Jada's nanny. Were you in any other jobs at that time that you left to come help? I was she still was. nursing at the time in the beginning. Eventually, I just had to let the nursing go. It just wasn't working. Right. Jada needed me too much. He was leaving the country. I think I really, really retired when uh, Matrix with, for Matrix because we moved to Australia for a year and for a, a year and a half. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I didn't know the Matrix took that long to film. Jeez. Hey, well, we get to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were, we too. we shot two at once. Okay. So that's okay, why okay. and a video game film right. at the same time. So we we had a lot to do. So. I wanted to ask your mom a question because I, I love just it. Linda, the tables have turned. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. My podcast, you ask the questions, Jada. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Ashley. I, I just got so intrigued when I found out that your mom, like, I didn't know you guys were from Nebraska. Of all places. Right? Yeah. And I didn't know that your mom, you know, was like, in this conservative kind of, you know, you were in, in a different kind of lifestyle, you know what For I'm sure. saying? And so you raised this beautiful young lady who is this have no fucks to give, like, exactly. how did that happen out of Nebraska? Uh, <laughs> out of Nebraska? I mean, we moved around a lot. How did it happen? How did Mom? that happen? I mean, I've always been kind of on the edge myself. Like, well, she oh, was oh, raised okay. Mennonite, which is kind of like Amish, right? So you can imagine she had to wear like a skirt below her knee just to visit her grandfather. And let me clarify, what? it was just not shorts in front of it. You know, I could wear jeans right. and stuff, she couldn't but show her knees, more knees were taboo. So what I'm saying is, she was the one who was wearing short shorts, just not around grandpa. So she was like the black sheep of her family. Therefore, she could kind of give me a little bit of that. Leeway. Got it. That there we go. Okay. I always yep. like to step just a little bit over the line. <laughs> I love that. You know, I always Naughty. love a woman that likes to step over the line. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's so cool that you guys have this dynamic now on Red Table Talk. But I want to know, how has this mother-daughter relationship changed? What's the dynamic like now that you're working together all the time, like if not every day? I don't think that it's changed that much. I just think it continues to grow. Grow, yeah. You know, the change had already started. And I think the change really started for us when I started helping her with the kids. Yeah. I think that opened the door. That was that was very healing for us. I love that answer. Right? Because we had a very damaged relationship. 
you know, because of my addiction. Mm -hmm. You know, I was an an addict for most of Jada's childhood. So really me helping her to raise the children, you know, and sacrificing. Yeah, a lot. You know, to to be with her. A lot. Yeah. But I I felt like I owed you that, though. No, I felt like you, but you didn't. But I appreciate till this day that you were able to show up in that way because you sacrificed a lot. You really did, Ma. I love you. Look at that. I love you guys. High five to you from here. I mean, I feel like my mom, my whole relationship told me, I'm not your friend. I am your mom. I'm your mom first. And then I started to see my mom as a human, not just a mom. And there's a lot of things that like went into like her not being a human. I think that her divorce had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, Because you see the you see a vulnerable side of your parent that you never would have seen. Like you, Jada, with your mom, with Gammy, it's like you probably through her recovery, there was a lot that that you learned about her more than you would have ever known if it was just a simple mother-daughter relationship. But what what was that moment for you, Jada, when you like saw your mom as a human that took you, oh, here she goes, she's smiling, <laughs> she's laughing at <laughs> I need moment. to hear this myself. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, that's a good question. But I mean, me seeing my mother as a human was very, very early. I think, you know, my mother had me at 17, right? So I saw her as my mother, as as the authority, you know what I mean? But I could always see, you know, even as a young child that, you know, she was just a, a young woman trying to figure it out. I mean, it, it, that's just, that's who she was. I grew up with that understanding. I, I had the gift of seeing my mother as a, as a human being and as a woman first, even before her being my mom. And I I knew that as a as a young girl, um, just because I would look at other moms and my mom was uh, very different. <laughs> and you know what, Linda? I I think I tried to do it the opposite of you. It didn't work, but I think in my head I thought that I was supposed to be her friend. Yeah. And, and that was a huge work. mistake. It didn't work because she really wasn't trying to play that friend really stuff. Wasn't. Right. She, but I she thought, was, I she thought was that pretending was to be my friend, but she really was not playing playing that friend crap. No. The words and the actions were not matching up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At all. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we had a different dynamic. I, I always saw her as like you know, that we were in this thing together just trying to just trying to figure it out. And that that was apparent to me at a very young age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and now, I mean, it's it's, it's so nice that everybody gets along and, and we see how our, our worlds have just kind of melted together. And now I feel like we're just a few years behind you guys in a sense. Like my mom's helping me with Isaac, who is 10 Which months is now. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. such a blessing to have family. Yes. Helping. Yeah, I do want to get into that in a little bit because I think that there's something interesting about having like your mother there to help raise the children. But yeah. the one thing that's been on my mind the most has been social media and raising. Mm-hmm. Even though I haven't showed Isaac's face on social media yet, I know that like in a sense he's going to be a kid that's in the limelight in some way, shape, or form. Knowing what you know now about social media, like would would you have put Jaden and Willow? No, no. Life is an unfolding, you know, it really is. You, we wish we could know everything at once and, and have all the information that we need, especially when it comes to parenting, right? right? Fortunately and unfortunately, you just have to go into things to, to recognize or realize what works and what doesn't, you know? Right. I would definitely say I knew that my children were creatives from day one, okay? I knew that... They were not conventional children, and they, that that was just going to be part of their reality because their parents are not conventional at all. You know, Will and I have never really lived conventional lives or had conventional ideas about life. Knowing what I know now, though, I do think that I would have held off a bit in regards to how much they were allowed to be in the spotlight I was very lucky of the of the combination of the fact that Willow and Jaden had themselves early and they had a certain uh, fortitude to be able to have controversy, to be able to have criticism. And so when they came onto social media, they 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 definitely have a different relationship than even 
I have to social media. They've actually taught me a lot in regards to what to pay attention to, what not to pay attention to. And and they've really helped me navigate my relationship with social media. But I will say that there have been times, and not even so much with Instagram or what have you, but just like gossip columns, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, in regards to how people would write about my children who That's they what, hadn't even, I was who they didn't even know, like that had no idea. Hard. Yeah, and that, that, was that was that was the thing for me that I really had to get my like I had to put on my big girl panties because I had to really sit in what I knew to be true as far as how I raised my children and how they took on their own beingness. Right. And I'm glad I did that. But people definitely didn't make it easy. And unfortunately, people who had no idea who I was Mm. and had no idea who my children were. And it was really unfortunate that they had to really deal with the kind of criticism within people's fear and unknowingness. And that's all that's all it really was. And and I I have understanding around that, too. That's really hard to sit back and watch. I was going to say, like, I'm sure I'm sure you can speak to. Yeah, it's hard to sit back and watch because like that mama bear moment comes out and you want to protect them. And Gammy, like for you watching, it's your whole family going, going. I mean, it's got to be hard on social media in general, just like watching your family go through different dynamics. And, and also just like now your whole lives are, are public and everybody's watching, but as they're watching and as your businesses are growing and as your, your family, um, your kids and everything is out there, like, how do you think that your relationship has grown stronger as a family? It really has. I mean, it it does. It just makes you, it makes you stronger because you know what the truth is, you know, and you, it's unfortunate. You, you have to kind of sit in it, Mm -hmm. you know, and accept it and deal with it. But it seems very unfair, but the world isn't fair, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and part of it is just, I, I, I think you just learn over time that this is part of it. Yep. You know, being in the limelight and living your your life in front of the public's eye is it, it's just part of it. Mm-hmm. That's it, right there. It's like, and you, if you're gonna be in the public eye like that, you're just gonna have, you know, you you got to learn how to have that Teflon skin with that elastic heart because yeah. Yeah. the, the like elastic it, heart was difficult for me. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time I wanted to, to fight to back. I want to fight back. back. I wanted Jada to, to sue. I understand like, that. You need to sue. <laughs> She want me on social media talking. You know what I'm saying? And they I'm can't like, say that about you. They I'm don't like, know. They, they don't know our kids. They oh, can relate. <laughs> and I got to shout out my friends at Revlon and my glam team for my look today. My mom and I are twinning. Thanks to my incredible makeup artist, Katie Jane Hughes, for today's mix and match look. We use a little bit of this apricot blush on my face and sort of connected everything all together. And we use my go-to for anything and everything makeup, Revlon, and my favorite mascara is the So Fierce Mascara because I can really just manipulate the mascara. I start at the root, I wiggle it all the way up. I probably put about five coats on because I'm just that type of mascara girl. And it just makes it so much easier to manage. I just love how wet this mascara is. With Revlon So Fierce Mascara, you're in control, baby. No matter how we mix and match, it always winds up looking so fierce. Live boldly with Revlon. So I just want to jump back in about family helping family. You know, my I've been so blessed to have my mom help me with Isaac. And Gams, I know that you really helped take care of your grandkids. What was the difference in how you raised Jada versus how Jada <laughs> raised Willow and Jaden? I'm so curious. Like, and like, I know it's probably a laundry list, but yeah, like, give me like some bullet points here. I cannot even begin. I mean, I came from the era of, you know, children are to be seen and not heard. Right. And Jada was exactly the opposite. And I was like, you know, we set the rules and limitations and boundaries and you follow. You don't get to ask any questions because I said so. That's why. Yeah. And J- Jada did not 
that was not how Jada and Will wanted to raise their children. And it was a real adjustment for me. It was. And I had to get on board or else I couldn't be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't going to raise their children that way. And it was really, it was challenging for me. Yes. Listen, Jaden would call. <laughs> I would be on set with Jaden because a lot of times, like this is when Jaden started working, right? Because right? the kids started working early. J- Will and Jaden were working. I was the only person there with Jaden. He called his mother and father on me all the time. <laughs> all the time. He's going, Gammy is saying that I have to go to bed. And they and I was like, Jada, right. he has to get up at 8 o'clock. His, he has an 8 o'clock call. He wants and to play the game. This is what I would tell mom. <laughs> I would say, you know what? I get it. I understand. But he has to learn. He has to learn. If he says that he can stay up to 12 o'clock and go on that set tomorrow and put in a good day's work, fine. I said, but he's got to make that decision. He's got to learn his limits. You know, I'm a firm believer that you have to give kids a certain amount of room to understand Mm. their own limitations and to make decisions for themselves in a way to better their lives. I'm always one that's like, no, we have to spark his self-determinism. I don't want him doing things because somebody told Told him him to. Right. I said, that's the easy part. It's really a child understanding their own inner compass. And I really feel like when a child has their own inner compass, they can navigate themselves in this world with a lot more confidence, you know. And so little things like that bedtime, I'm like, dude, yeah. you want to go to bed at freaking 12? Go ahead. You and know actually, what I mean? So it, I, like I, I'm not going to argue about those kinds of things. Yeah. Now, if now what time you going to be in this house? Now, that's a conversation because gotcha. that's different. Mm-hmm. Right. So. I would give a lot of leniency in areas where it wasn't life or death. It just, you know, now, when we're talking about your physical safety, now that's when we're going to bring in some old school. No, no, no. I said you're going to be in here at this time. And if you're not, now it's hell to pay. And that's where the two of you aligned. Yes. We had to learn each other's ways in that Mm -hmm. way. But I will tell you what, though, to this day, my kids really respect that old school gammy get down. Because one thing they didn't. Yeah. Mm, That's good to know. They had both. Yeah, I was going to ask that because, like, I feel like sometimes kids actually kind of want to be told what to do. Like, I feel like kids kind of want, like, these parameters, limitations, even if they're the kind of kid, like, I learned from my mother to step over the line. But there there still is something about, like, structure. Yes. And and I do like that old school way of parenting to a degree. I think that there are certain things that, you know, maybe I won't do that my that that my mom did. Do you feel like there was any drawbacks in the way that you guys were? I mean, kind of not even co-parenting, but grandma parenting. No, I'm so grateful that Gammy balanced my approach with her approach because I really feel like all three of them benefited from having both sides. Because you're right, Ashley, you know, structure structure is so important because kids need to, they need to know you're in charge. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. I don't believe in giving kids enough freedom that they feel like they're running the show. No, 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 no. Because then, then that creates an utter imbalance that doesn't turn out well, right? And so, but it's for every family to figure out what is needed in that way. Did the two of you bump heads? At all, like when she wanted to do it a different way or was it, did she give in and say, you're right, it's your child? At the end of the day, yes. (laughs) At the end of the day, yes, because that's the truth. Right. These are her children. I can't decide for her how she's going to raise her children. And at the end of the day, she came out great, but I didn't think that I had been that great of a mom. Mm. Okay. So I was open to what they were trying to do with their own children. And look at them. (laughs) They're great. There was something that just, like, raised up in me, like, that I felt like maybe you got healing when you got to be such a hands-on grandma. From Absolutely. When you, yeah. Yes. Yes, Ashley. That's true. Yep. You that's know, beautiful. I was able to heal a little bit in myself because of, you know, what I wasn't able to have with Jada. Mm-hmm. And just really, to be honest... Just watching Jada parent the way that she does, the relationship that she has with all three of her children, it's amazing. It's beautiful. You know, it really is. They're so close. They let me tell you, those kids, <laughs> Jaden and Willow in particular, are so attached 
to their mom. That's great. Even at this age. And I love it. I love watching it. <laughs> yes. you know, I know. I love I just, watching it. And Jada didn't have that. Yeah. Jada didn't have that. So I love that she's able you to mother this the way that she is. Listen. I didn't have it as a young child, yes. no. But, you know, over That's the years, I mean. yeah, we've grown super tight. I mean, we're with each other all the damn all time. The damn time. <laughs> and, you know, we've gotten to know each other in ways I don't think we would have been able to get to know each other without Red Table. My mom was married for 26 years. And then all of a sudden, my dad just left. And I mean, this was heartbreaking. My, my, my mom went, both of her parents died and my dad divorced her within the same year. I don't want to tell your story, oh. but I'm setting the tone. And yeah. then all of a sudden she waited five years to start dating because she wanted like me and my sisters um, out of the right. house. I get grown, that. And she didn't want to date. And to heal from 26 years. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Baby. So then yeah. when she starts dating, my mom got on Bumble because she wanted like the full... She wanted to have control because on Bumble, you have full control. Like as the woman, you get to go after the man, which, you know, in good old olden days, that's not the way. But she's like a whole new woman now. And not only not only is she a whole new woman, but she (laughs) waited till she was married to have sex. And now she is like hooking up left and right. (laughs) And I am like, now, no, you're she's been in a relationship now for two years. But like I had to swallow a lot of my words because, again, this is when I saw my mother as a person. And I was like, I want Linda to be happy. I want That's Linda right. to find love. And I want her to find a, a peace and a calm within herself that she'd never actually had before. So... That's why I say, like, I know, but like, that's why I, I was like curious, like, what, what was it like watching your mom date? Because like my experience was a whirlwind of emotions that like were high and low, but I really just kept telling my mom, like, I want you to be happy. Well, and, and you I kept want you asking questions, like, every, she wanted to know everything. I asked how big guys' dicks were all the time. I just, <laughs> I really did. I did want to, like, I asked her girlfriend questions, but then I also asked her, like, is he just for fun or like are you dating dating like all of that right because there are those you know you get run into the ones that are just for fun and then you run into the ones that you like oh but I think I'm glad Linda I'm glad you gave yourself that time to do that you know what I mean because as a woman you had to you needed that I'm happy you gave yourself that so well Linda I just want to know how you even found Bumble because those kinds of things weren't even around for me, so yeah, uh, yeah. Well, how did you know yeah, where I told to go? Her, I told her that she had to get on a dating website, and so we tried a couple of them, and they were okay. they fell flat very quickly. But my <laughs> husband Justin actually wrote her bio for her, and which, then she got it. on it the first day, and I put all the pictures up. And I think that right. you have to like if you're doing something like that's not from your generation. You have to have my the younger gen- were mortified. You have to have the younger generation help you figure it out so That's that you real. don't look like that crazy old person. But you know what? Ashley, I could I could understand why you you might have had a sea of emotion because you know, she was actually married to your father for 26 years. See, I didn't have that component to have to deal with. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like you know, that's a lot of resolve even on on your end. It just, you know, mm-hmm. your parents aren't together anymore. You're used to seeing your mom with your dad. And now she's dating other men. Like, that's that would be, I think, if my mother had been with my father for 26 years and then decided to move on, it would have been a different experience. But because it's only really ever been she and I. And so I've always been kind of on that, you know, you got to move how you got to move how however it makes you feel good, you know, and I, I'm with you. I'm that with you on sense. however you want to move. Yeah, yeah and because I, did, I just didn't have that. I did have to go through a lot of healing with my dad because, you know, it was it was a really bad divorce. And he really I mean, it just it didn't there was nothing good about it. I don't think divorces. It's ugly. It's ugly. That's what we it's keep saying. It's always ugly, ugly no matter how. It's ugly. My so, divorces weren't ugly. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's why you keep getting ugly. married. Yes, I think so. Because it's so easy for her to just, okay, we're done with this. Let's go over Good here. For you. Like, I mean, but Gams, what's your longest relationship? The previous marriage. I was to, I was with uh, Mr. Jones for about 25 years. Married for about 20, I think. And then, right. But wow. together, 25, I think. And that's okay. Almost 20. Mm-hmm. You, wow. And you guys left each other... You know, there were some things that happened at the time when I made the decision to get the divorce. My 
sister had passed. I had a young cousin who had passed. And I just felt like, you know what, I have more years behind me than I do left in front of me, and I got to be mm. happy. I just yeah. can't do this anymore, mm-hmm. you know. But in any of my marriages, it wasn't necessarily what I always wanted, but it's what was happening, and I'm not going to fight to be with someone that doesn't want to be with me. Mm-hmm. I right. didn't need to be taken care okay. of. Yeah. I didn't need you to give me any money. You want to go? Then go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm fully capable of taking care of myself and my child. I think you learned a lot like that. that, too. Yeah, I did. But, it, yeah, it makes a difference, too, when you have kids with the person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's a yes. big... Yes, I just didn't have It'd that. be a lot easier to leave somebody, yeah. 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 Jada's, I was married to Jada's father for maybe a year. Yeah. Jada was an infant, so... Yeah, marriage is already hard enough. Throw in some kids, and it's just like... I, 2020, it's like, oh, a pandemic, a baby, marriage. Ah! Yeah. Ah! yeah. Yeah, that's real. That's real right there. For well, sure. that's, that's for another conversation. But I really do want to dive deeper into like dating and sex. And and I know that you guys have talked a lot about sex and and you've been super open about your thoughts on sex and how, you know, it's it's changed and it's evolved. And especially you've talked a lot about it on Red Table Talk. And talking about sex, like, really is not, like, a normal family conversation at all. No. (laughs) Unless you're in it. Well, I was going to say, like, we've been very open. We've been very open, but we weren't always open. And, like, this is the thing. Like, I'm an adult now. Of course. Yes, I'm 33. I have a baby. Yeah, but it's easy. Yes, and she's saying this because she knows what we're about to talk about. (laughs) I... I didn't know the value of sex when I was younger. Like now, knowing what I know now, I'm going to talk about sex differently with my children. And there's just going to be a different ownness of sex and sexuality. And what does that mean? And, you know, coming from a Mennonite mother, who how she was raised, I'm sure it was very hard for her. But have you guys had any hesitations about speaking about sex so openly? Listen, I have to tell you, Ashley, I just, on Positively Gam, I just did an episode on sex after 50. And it was not easy. It was not easy to to, to talk about it. I felt uncomfortable. And when I listened to it, I feel like I sound a little giggly because I actually love sex. But I wish that I had had the openness about it. You talking about with me? No. Oh. With myself. Oh, with yourself. Just with myself. Oh, oh interesting. You know, yeah. there was so much guilt and shame wrapped around sex yes. all these years. And now I'm releasing myself of all that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. definitely I'm happy that I didn't have anybody else besides Jada. Jada has done a great job with her children, and I'm glad that I didn't have to be a part of that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because the talk is not easy. It is not, obviously. Oh, Well, yeah, I think for some. I mean, listen, with my kids, I've I've always had a completely open, like, let me tell you, I've always known I didn't want, no disrespect, Gam, but I didn't want the kind of relationship around sex yes. with me, with my kids that I had with my mother. My and mother was just... And I agree 100%. Yeah, she just, she couldn't handle it. Her approach was like, you don't need to, you know, boys, <laughs> you don't need to be messing with no boys and you just gonna get pregnant. You know, and I'm just, uh. So, but you know... did anybody <laughs> have a talk with you, Gammy? When did your mom talk with you? Just what Shada just said. That was my talk. That, okay. There was a lot of guilt and shame around it. Like, don't let a boy put his tongue in your mouth. You're yeah. going to get pregnant. All of that. There was no... But she wasn't Ugh. like that with me. Her mother Her mother schooled me hardcore. And I didn't know. She schooled the hell out of me. And at a young age... Now, my grandmother died when I was 12. My grandmother started talking to me about sex when I was 9. 9, 10 years old. Whoa. She talked to me about masturbation. She what? said that she, yes, she was like, you Who need, knew? you need to know your body. You need to know how your body works so that you know that your, basically she was like, your pleasure is yours. Your responsibility. And that, so that somebody doesn't come into your life and make you think that they, that they are the reason for your pleasure. You need to masturbate, know your body. 
And she taught me everything about sex. Just to, like, but the, that's <laughs> not the talk she had with you, Gammy. No, no, but I think not as a all, grandmother, Linda. because she had, I think she saw the results of that with her girls, and she wanted something different from me, and mm. for me. Yeah, you I know. Agree. And I think she knew she wasn't going to be around long. She mm. wasn't going to be because she had cancer. She had bone cancer. Okay. And I and I don't know, but she started me early. She started me early. But by that time, also, my grandmother was one of the first women to teach sex education yeah, in schools. She was a social worker. She was a social worker, but she was oh, in okay. public yeah. schools teaching sex, sex education. But she, let me tell you, I'm so glad I had my grandmother because it was through my conversations with her that I knew that I had a right to my sexual pleasure. I had a right to my body and that it was nothing to feel ashamed about no matter what amazing. was going on with her. I mean, yeah. like, I-, I wish that my grandmother, like, I wish she was still around that I could talk to her about sex. She would be so uncomfortable, but I, I always... she would talk, though. She would. Like, after my grandfather died, she was saying things that I'd never heard her say before. And I think that if I would have asked her, like, what was your first time like? And, you know, yeah. did you always yeah. want to have sex with grandpa? Like, was there, like, highs and lows in your marriage? Right. <laughs> huh? With the conversation I had well, with my, you with the first <laughs> Let me tell you, my like. mother and her conversation with what my first time was going to be like, she was like, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be painful. <laughs> You're going to, like, that was, that was my sex talk. And I was like, okay. But that was what my first experience was like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My I first I time was, was pretty honest. bad, too. I have to say, you're right. My first time was bad because I just wanted to get it over with. But she told me that I would die if I had sex. I was kidding. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> I wasn't that bad. No. It didn't work. No. 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 You think you're going to die. You want to go, like, you know, you're do like, everything. Really? Let me see. Um, yeah. yeah. So I went but everywhere Linda, I could go. I had, my mother had these conversations with Jada, and I never knew. That I didn't wild. find out until Jada was yeah. an adult that my mother had shared all this stuff. Yeah. I had no idea she was having now, these conversations here's the question. with Jada. Jada, how was your sex talk different with Willow versus Jaden? It wasn't so much that my sex talk with her was different, but our journey. Like, your girls, I feel like, have to really be on your hip. You know what I'm saying? It's like step by step all the way. Your boys... You know, you have the sex talk. I knew the night Jaden lost his virginity. Oh, he walked in this house with a whole different swag. You're going to know. Like, boys are so easy. Girls are, too, you know, um, because they just change, right? So I, And so I just pulled Jaden up. I was like, what's <laughs> happening, bruh? You know? <laughs> I was like, I'm kind of feeling like something. So he told me right away. He told me right away. He told me right away. So we sat down. We talked about the whole experience. I made sure that he was equipped and had everything that he needed in regards to staying safe. And, you know, and so my whole conversation with him was just, you know, how to always respect. Mm -hmm. My whole thing with boys, with both of my boys has always been like, listen, I need you to really be on top of your consideration respect game when it comes to the women that you're dealing with. So that's really what I dealt with in regards to my boys. You make sure you pick her up, you close the door, you pull out a chair, you go meet her parents, you go do, you know what I mean? Willow, on the other hand, that is a very, for me, step-by-step all the way. I mean, one day when she's way, way older, maybe we'll, we'll, we could d- describe the journey we took mm-hmm. together in regards mm. to that. But I made sure Willow knew every inch of the way I was her ally Mm. from Mm. day one, right? I never wanted her to have, I never wanted her to feel like sex was shameful. And I never wanted her to have to go through what so many young girls have to go through when they feel like they have nobody to talk to because sex is an issue. So when it comes to birth control, protection, or just even how to conduct yourself, whatever the hell, Mm -hmm. because I feel like for girls, that's when you really need an older mentor. And so as far as Willow's journey, I felt more like a mother mentor. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, look, I'm here with you because I've, I've had a lot of experience. We're going to walk this together. You do not have to do this alone. Not not one inkling of it. I'm right here with you. And that's how I rocked with Willow. That's amazing. Thank you, Grandma. Exactly. Thank you, Marion. <laughs> and for me, what's so important is that in this is that 
both of her children felt comfortable being able to come to her mm-hmm. and talk with her about mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. And right. I never had that. And Jada never had that. Mm-mm. So she was able to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. That That is really important, that your children feel comfortable enough to come to you honestly yeah. with what's going on and, and, and know that they will be heard. And know that they'll be taken care of. They won't be judged. Right. And, you know, and, and I always looked at it as like, this is just, it's part of life. Like I had to really, you know what I was so crazy is that how we as mothers will get kids and forget how it was to be one. We're not dealing with, you know, the <laughs> what the ideal, you know, let's deal with what's real. What's and real. so that's how I always dealt with my kids. It's like whatever was natural that came up. I'm like, we're going to deal with that. It can be a hard talk. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, but, but it, it really can be. And you guys it's just... a lot of fear around it. That's why it's yes. a lot of fear. And I think because there there might even be that fear might come from judgment in small cases of it. And I think that you guys just had a really great conversation on Red Table Talk about sexual consent and Mm -hmm. how mothers and daughters are not talking about sexual consent. I never talked to my mom about it. And I actually wrote about this in my book and I was sexually assaulted by a family friend when I was about Mm. 11 years old. And I didn't tell my mom about it until I was about 22. Mm. And she didn't know what to do with the information, but I told her, I said, I don't need you to do anything with this information. This just happened to me. And I dealt with it on my own. Like I'm married now. I'm healed. This is something that isn't plaguing me and who, and knowing who I am and my worth. But I felt like I was keeping a secret from my mom and my mom is my best friend. And I didn't yeah. want her to feel left out of knowing who that person was because it's a family friend. And I, it kind of was like an aha moment for me when I was even prepping for this interview about mother-daughter relationships. Like, why is it so hard to have such an open conversation about sex and like what sex is and what it is not and consent? Because I didn't know that a guy taking his condom off in the middle of having sex mm. could be considered rape. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. And I don't know if my mom even thought about that. Uh, no. Right. So it, it's like, how how do you take mothers who are so in their shell about sex to step outside of it when they have a daughter? Well, I know for me personally, I know I had to have a lot of healing and a lot of come to Jesus moments in regards to my own sexual history. Right. Because I think a lot of times that if we are carrying a lot of guilt and a lot of shame, then anything that our our daughters are bringing up will, you know, pierce that shame and that guilt. It'll it'll bring it to the surface. Right. We have to as as individuals just really take those moments to really be honest with ourselves and, and look at those places where we are sexually unhealthy spiritually, sometimes even physically, and really have to go into those wounds and repair them. Sex is a beautiful thing. It's, it is a part of life. It is something that is inevitable for our children <laughs> to come in contact with. Yes. And so if we can just learn, the more that we can have a, a healthy approach towards sex within ourselves, then we can help our children have healthy yes. Yes, approaches to sex. This is beautiful. And I just, I love how open and honest you guys are. I mean, I know it's not just on Red Table Talk. It's in your personal life because it just, it overflows and it's it's beautiful. You can really tell. And I think that this is how families should be inspired to do the same thing at home, truly. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're all trying to trying to figure it out as we yeah. go. Because Lord knows we've had a lot. <laughs> it's it's been a lot, a lot of, of a lot of lot of years of dysfunction, s- scars and dysfunction to help us get to, you but know. That's, but that's the beauty of yeah. it. And you guys put it yeah. out there. You guys put it out there. You talk about the stuff that's hard to talk about. And, and it's I think, important to know the dysfunctions in there. So you yes, because we have our fair share of dysfunctions, and you know that is for another podcast. I want to confess something that's been really stressing me out lately. The holidays. Don't get me wrong, nobody loves a holiday party more than me. And even though I'm not eating for two anymore, dang it, I love a scrumptious seasonal treat. But then I think about all the people on my list that I still haven't gotten gifts for, and I just want to scream. Like, sure, I love you and appreciate you, but can I be real? I have no idea what to get you. And this is why I love Flamingo. 
I don't care who you are shopping for, these skincare essentials should be on everyone's list. If your loved ones haven't been dropping any hints that they could use some Flamingo, it's probably just because they haven't heard about it yet. Flamingo makes a daily moisturizing lotion and a light hydrating spray and a deep nourishing cream. But why pick just one? You could buy the whole Flamingo Body Moisture Trio for just $25. Oh, and did I mention all of Flamingo's products are dye-free, paraben-free, and cruelty-free? What are you waiting for? Give your skin the TLC that it craves with Flamingo's Body Moisturizing Suite. Find it on shopflamingo.com. You created Red Table Talk, and I know that you made it a safe space for people to talk and to learn and to be honest. Why was it so important for you to, to cultivate that space? You know what, Ashley? I just felt like I'm going to be 50 next year. And when I look at my life and I look at the life, like when I look at Gammy and I look at, you know, I've seen a lot, I've been through a lot, and then I'm, you know, raising children, and I'm like, and I had gone through this really tough time, you know, in my relationship with Will. I was going through a very difficult transition in my own personal, like, journey. You know, I was in my mid-40s just trying to figure the shit out, mm -hmm. right? And I came up on some girlfriends. I never forget. I went, I sat with, spent a lot of time with Selma Hayek. And um, I went to see Paula Washington. And I went to see Ruby D. These are the three women that I went to see that were so willing to be so freaking honest with me that they literally helped me get my life on the right trajectory. And I was like, God damn it, why is this such a fucking secret? Why are these conversations, like why can't we as people, as women, sit down and have these real conversations about life and relating? You want to know why? Because we're all too worried about and spending too much time pretending to be fucking perfect and that our lives are fucking great. And they're not. Everybody's suffering. Everybody's trying to figure shit out, but nobody's talking about it, you know? And so then... As a whole, so many of us end up just, you know, taking these awful turns in life when if we could just sit down and have real freaking conversations so that people know what you're going through ain't unique. Exactly. Right. And the other thing that, that makes the space so safe is just that, that we are having conversation and sharing our experience. Yes. We're not giving you advice yeah. or we that that is not our goal. Right. You know, if you hear something that you want to try or something that works for you, that's great. But we are not we're not social workers, we're not sociologists, we're not psychiatrists. We are sharing our experience. Yes. And that that that's key because even with those three women, they didn't sit and give mm. me advice. Mm -hmm. They listened to me and then they told me mm. their stories. And I was like, right. oh, <laughs> well, shit. I'm not alone in this game at all. And that helps to know you're not alone. It helps, right? The testimony was these three women were courageous enough to share with me. That's all they did. They yeah. weren't trying to tell me how to live my life. They were like, you got to figure that out. But let me just tell you this. Let me tell you when I came across a path like this in my life, and I am so grateful to them. And I was like, I want to do that for people. <laughs> you guys have such brilliant guests, too. Like, you really think about the topics, and you think about what women want to talk about, what they want to learn and grow from. But when you have a guest that's on Red Table Talk that's having a hard time stepping out of their comfort zone, how do you get them to go from small talk to real talk? You know, a lot of times at the Red Table, we could be sitting there in conversations for like two and a half oh, hours. Yes. That's cut down to 20, 30 minutes, right? I mean, Ashley, you know I was you. there. My arm, I had like <laughs> yeah. boob sweat yeah. to an oomph degree, and I was like, it's okay. <laughs> It's exactly. Jada. I got this. Right. So sometimes it just takes like any other conversation. You just got to, it's just a slow walk. Yeah. It's just a slow walk. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like. And people um, have to get, get comfortable. Yeah. You know, they have, to, they have to get to the point where they feel safe in the conversation. Yeah. And so that's. Sometimes and usually it takes a second. People, people don't come to the table that don't want to talk. That's true. And a lot of times when we're talking about difficult stuff, it's usually something that 
people are trying to get off of their mm. chest or, mm-hmm. you know, very, you know, we don't call people and go, hey, come to the room. No, we know they call you. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your life. Yeah. People come and feel comfortable enough to share their testimony because I always say we're not a talk show. We're a storytelling show. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so when people are like, who are like your, you know, who are your dream guests to have? And I go, every guest I've had on the red table mm. is a dream guest right. because I know, you know, when you come to the red table, people are you know, they're putting their hearts, they're putting their passion, they're putting their blood on the table, you know. So anybody who's willing to have a real conversation at the red table, that's my dream guest. Like it's multiple generations, racial backgrounds, women's media issues. And why do you think that all those different perspectives, why do they resonate so strongly with the viewer? Yeah, I, first of all, I just, I love women. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't care background, ethnicity, nationality, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I always say one woman is every woman. One woman is every woman, you know? And so when we're able to come together and just commune in that way, you you feel that energetically, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? All of those boxes and ideas of separation just kind of fall away. You know what I'm saying? Or even when we have men to the table and it's it's time for healing or it's time for, you know, an education, mm. whatever it is. We're just coming together, putting aside all of, you know, gender, color, economic status, what have you. Like we're here at the table today for healing. The table's always about healing. So, you know, you can feel that synergy. That's good. Right. But in that healing, there's more than one path. Yes. And there's more than one experience. There you go. You know, and there's more than one thought. Right. And that's a beauty about having all the different backgrounds. I know. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Gammy, how do you guys feel about older women being represented in media right now? Mm. Well, I think for me, Ashley, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do Positively Gam. Yep is be just to get, you know, our voices here. Like, there's still plenty of us around, yep. you know, plenty of us baby boomers. Yes. And we have, we're still vibrant and living and enjoying life. And we still have opinions and experiences that we want to talk about and, and share. So that was one of the idea, one of the reasons well, why I wanted to do congratulations. Hello, you have a podcast now. Thank it's called you. Positively Gam. I do. I have a whole podcast. Oh, I've been listening. <laughs> yeah, mom's been listening. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Linda, you starting to you got to I start was gonna get to that. Right? Yes. Oh, no, okay. but it's good. I'm All so right. excited for. Our, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about your podcast because, first of all, yes, Linda has a podcast coming out. It's called Oh Shit, Now What? Um, <laughs> from but, the woman from Nebraska. Yeah, what? Yes. What inspired oh, you? What, I just well, think oh, people our age. There, there wasn't a lot of conversation about a lot of things, and and now it's no. starting to come out more, and people want to talk. I know yeah. that you take no shit tell like it is kind of woman. <laughs> Are you bringing that essence of yourself into this podcast as well? You know, I am. I am. But this is a learning experience mm-hmm. for me. You know, so I am trying to learn how to be a bit more diplomatic. But I told her she didn't have that. to learn how to be diplomatic. That's what we love about her, that she's not diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes her Don't so Don't change special. for us, Gams. We got it right. Okay. We got enough diplomats in the world. For real. Right? <laughs> we need somebody. We need folks that can just, you know, get just be rough, rugged, and raw with it. So, Jada, you're producing Red Table Talk, hosted by Gloria Stefan and her daughter and her niece. Niece. Yeah. Yes. So this is a new show. Are you going to do any more spinoffs like this? Oh yeah, for sure. I wanted to find a family of Latin women, you know, because I really felt like. You know, we as uh, black women having the opportunity, you know, being minority women, having the opportunity to have a table mm-hmm. to so that our voices could be heard a, a bit more loudly. I was like, yo, I got to go to my Latin sisters now. And so Gloria and her family blessed us. And because I knew Gloria had been through a lot and her family and I knew that she and her family had a lot of powerful testimony mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like you have to check yourself in the middle of a conversation when when you're talking with guests or your mom or anything like that? I do. I don't know about Jada, but I do. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Well, you know, for me, I'm always... It's funny. The only time that I've really had to, like, that I've caught myself, like, zoop, 
is during <laughs> some of Willow's testimonies. Mm, okay. Interesting. Yeah, like when guests come on, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm always like, you got to be open. You have to, this is about understanding, even not even more so necessarily all the time about a conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, a conversation, you know, is is what is going to happen. But my attitude is like, I'm not here to make a point. I'm actually here to just listen and right. like, to get understanding around, you know, whatever the subject might be. Um, but there have been moments when Willow will have a testimony of some kind and I have to go, fucking listen, shut up, don't say anything. That is the only time I've ever had to be like, words will come up through my throat and I go, nope, shut That's up. That's like me with don't you. Don't say nothing. <laughs> I cannot understand that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like she might be having a testimony, especially if it's like something around my parenting or, you know, and I'm like, that's her reality. There's nothing. But you never so. feel like that when listening to guests. No. Okay. <laughs> I really don't. I've never. I've never. I've never. I'm trying to think. It's like the only person I can think of that I've really had to like catch myself. Like is with Willow. Is Willow. Yeah. That's it. And so, a lot of times I have to look at this person coming to the red table is but one of many steps, and it's not for you to decide how far this conversation should go. The fact that the person has come here to even have this conversation is a beautiful thing and that you will send them on with prayers and thoughts and hopes that they'll even take it deeper because you know that, you know, getting closer to our truth Mm -hmm. as we step closer and closer and closer, it burns, you know what I'm saying? And so a lot of times I just look at red tables just being one of many steps. Yeah. And I I was going to say earlier too that that was one of the reasons, too, that helps create that safe space because Jade is not a journalist. Mm. And when she comes to the table, she comes to the table with a sense of compassion that people can feel so they don't feel like they're going to be attacked. Yeah. That, they, you know, this is not TMZ. Yeah, no. I'm not. I'm not here to like get the scoop. No, yeah, I, you know, I totally like, understand that. That's factor. how I feel about Pretty Big yeah. Deal too. It's like I'm not a journalist. I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to be with other people who want to learn right. and grow. And that's that's truly that. But I really like what you said about reading the room and knowing that that person is like they're just not ready yet. We've had a few of those. We've had a few of those. You know, and uh, you know, I look back and I go, and, and I don't even have any regret on how I on how we handled it because. Mm-hmm. That person was already when they were ready. Exactly. And red table talk and the mother daughter dynamic is all really truly about that continuous self reflection. And Jada Gammy, like, what does that look like for you guys? You know what? (laughs) I I had to roll my eyes on that one because I am, I am, I, I went through something recently that was really, really devastating to one of my relationships in my family, you know, and it forced me. You know, because it's it's interesting that you think that you're doing so much work, right? You think that you're you're evolving and you're you're being the better person. And you know, I'm not perfect, and I'm not trying to be perfect, but I am getting better. Mm-hmm. But then this one thing happened in my life, and it was like, God damn it, <laughs> you are, so, and and it forces you to take a look at who you really, really, truly are at your core, and. Honey, it ain't pretty. You had an oh a shit. A lot now of times. What? And for me, I <laughs> yeah. did. I had an oh shit, now what? And it has forced me, like literally forced me to do some deeper work. Work. Mm-hmm. Because I've gotten complacent with, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'm 30 years in recovery and you know. I'm floating on this and I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. But no, what you really are is a judgmental bitch. Ooh. That's what you really are. <laughs> you need to deal with all that judgment you got. Wow, okay. You know? Well, that's self-reflection for your ass. Yeah, right I was now. like, well, <laughs> that concludes the interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, so then, then that's when I had to come back. And I watched Jada. I watched Jada. I watched Will. I watch all of the the in-depth, intense work that they try to do on themselves to figure out what's going on with mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and ha- what they need to do to heal themselves. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then I take those methods and I try to apply it to myself. I love that. And so that's where I am right now with that self-reflection. That's why I rolled my <laughs> eyes because self-reflection is not easy. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah, it, does. it does. But it's so necessary. Yeah, it's really necessary. So necessary. I feel like my mom and I can totally relate right now because we've been having our own self-reflections like through politics and family through mm-hmm. um, my mom actually moving to New York City and helping me and also just being in a, it, we're just in a completely different dynamic now. And yeah. as a mother-daughter duo, but then also as individuals, like who we are, I think that yeah. we're always going to be in a state of self-reflection. And if you're not, you're not helping yourself. You're not growing, you're right. not evolving, and you're not actually like preparing yourself for the future and what's to come. So as hard yeah. as we roll our eyes and as much as it sucks in the moment, and no matter who blocks you, <laughs> Instagram or your phone, you can't text them. Yes! It doesn't matter because we all get through it. And I always want to have a close relationship. So I always want to be checking myself and like like mm-hmm. what you were doing, Gammy, because you don't want yeah. that to get in the way of relationships. You worked so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, everybody. I want to take just a little moment to tell you about one of my new favorite beauty tools. I know that I've shared a lot of great advice from my mom, Linda. I forgot. Mom, what did you always say? I always say less is more. Yeah, true. Less is more. But one place where I get to give my mama some advice about beauty is washing her face. I literally never miss a night of taking my makeup off and cleansing my face. There's too many steps involved. That's exactly why I wanted to introduce you to one of my new favorite products. It's the Flawless Cleanse by Finishing Touch. It's an easy, all-in-one solution to cleanse and massage your face without too many steps. The Flawless Cleanse actually makes me feel like I'm at the spa in my own apartment. I like it because it's 100% silicone, which makes it super easy to wash, and it's the most hygienic way to actually clean your face. And it also helps stimulate circulation and promotes collagen production with these four different vibration modes. And the Flawless Cleanse is waterproof. So my favorite place to use it is actually in the shower. So everybody who's listening, and you too, mom, if you want to snag one, it's usually $39.99. But my PBD listeners get a special discount of 10% off today through January 31st when you enter the code Ashley10 at flawlessbeauty.com. Send me a message after you use it and tell me what you think. And mom, I can't wait to see your glowing skin. I have a question for mom and gam again. And I mean, it's a little gushy, <laughs> but how have, <laughs> how have your daughters inspired you? Aww. This one? Me? Yes, yeah, me. Oh, oh, me. Oh. <laughs> My mom has three daughters. <laughs> I'm the best. I love it. For me, with Jada, the the real inspiration, number one, has been with her relationship with her children. I love that. But it's also just been the work that she's done on herself, like Mm -hmm. I said. That internal work has been a powerful example for me. And that's what I'm appreciating so much right now. And intense love of, you know, her family and, yeah. And okay, mom, tell me, how yeah. have I inspired you? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I love the relationship that you and Justin have and mm-hmm. how you guys work things out yeah. because that's not the relationship I had. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to see what a good relationship looks like through her and her husband and just how you are with people. I mean, I'm more proud than anything. Aww. <laughs> yeah. That's sweet. That's awesome. I have yeah. to say, like, you inspire me is that I, your glass is always half full. There's not a day, like, even on her downer days, she's like, nope, glass is half full. It's not half empty. (laughs) And and in some ways, it she just she knows how to brush things under a rug and in a good way and keep things moving and then address things later. Very good at that. Mm. Mm. That's That's a that's a that's a skill. Mm -hmm. That's a good Mm -hmm. one. That's a real Mm -hmm. skill. That's awesome. Jada, how has Gammy inspired you? Oh man, I would say that, you know. When I look at my mother and I think about her journey, she is quite the warrior, you know, like to go from a single mom at 17 years old who was a heroin addict for pretty much 
my entire childhood. Mm-hmm. And then was able to get clean. She, like she just mentioned, she has 30 years. She was a nurse. And then she came and helped me out and helped me raise my kids. And then, yo, she just got the ultimate glow of it. Like, <laughs> yo. like when I just look at the journey of her life and what she's survived— and that along the way, she's only gotten better. When I think about my mother's journey, I think about how many women parallel to that journey didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And not only has she made it, not only has she survived, but she's thrived. Mm. And that for me, she's like, she's just like a walking example of just, yo, life can hit you hard, but it doesn't necessarily take you out. Was it easier for you to see that after you had your kids? I think it was easier for me to see that becoming an adult woman, coming into my own personal journeys, you know, my own harrowing survival (laughs) stories, you know what I'm saying? And then going, shit, now if I had to deal with this and I had like a substance abuse problem, Mm, like, yo, (laughs) you know what I mean? So as you start to grow up and you start to see what life is really about, you know, and then, I, you know, I start looking at, some of the obstacles and and some of the, you know, dragons that came into my path. And then I would look at my mother and go, well, shit, she had to do the same thing. But then she also had to do such and such and such. Mm, Yeah. And I'm like, well, shit, she's a fucking superhero. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And so when I just think about her, her journey as a whole, as a woman, she just keeps, she is like the energizing bunny. And not, and she just keeps getting more joyful and more happy. And I just love watching her. She, My mother does not have a problem having a good time. <laughs> and I love that about her. She's like, child, I ain't got time to be thinking about that because I'm about to do this. I'm about to go dancing. I'm about to go roller skating. You know, like my mother... She likes to have a good time. Y'all are the same. So, I can't. I can't with like, and she lets everybody know too. <laughs> yeah, and so she really teaches me a lot in that area. It's like, look, it's nice to work hard and all that, but don't forget to have yeah. fun. You should be having fun. I think, and so she always reminds women me. Women are that. so amazing. I just, I, I love us. I love every dimension of a woman. I, I, I think it's so awesome. And now being a mom, it's totally changed and helped me figure out who I am in some capacity because I know. Yes, my kid is young and I'm only 33, but this question really is for everybody. But like, how has being a mother helped you learn more about yourself? (laughs) I know it's deep. Motherhood will teach you everything about yourself, in my opinion. One of the biggest things that, that I've learned is like, I went through this period where I was just like, oh my God, I'm sacrificing so much. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, you know, I'm just like, oh, like I just gave up my life to have these kids, have this family. <laughs> and what I came across was like, well, that's because that's the woman you want to be. Mm-hmm. Nobody's taking anything from you, Jada. That's because this is the woman that you want to be. Right. So all the way, my kids just kept showing me the woman I really want to be. You know, because a lot of time our parenting choices aren't easy. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times they have to be really selfless, you know. And I just realized that in my motherhood, every step of the way, my kids were giving me opportunity to be the woman that I really wanted to be. Not the fantasy ideal, Jada. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, this should be easier. Like, why can't everybody else? Looks like they can have careers and have kids and they make it so easy. Why is it easy for me? Seriously. (laughs) You know? And so, and then just along the way, just making, having to make choices every step of the way with my children. You know, of just like, nope. That's the real you. Nope. That ain't glamorous, is it? But that's the real you. Do you guys identify with what Jada said? Yeah. I think you do the best you can at the time. Exactly. Exactly. And and I I definitely relate. But I also, you know, and I keep... I know people are going to feel like I'm always talking down on myself. But it's just being honest, truly. Because I was so young. You know, and you have to think about what your um, stage of development is when you're a teenager. And I know this is not the case for all teenage moms, but I was like the ultimate self-centered teenager. 
<laughs> right? And I was so self-centered when I had Jada. It was all about me. It was all about me. So having her, and it took me a long time, long time. I mean, years and years and years because, the, of course, I went through all of the, the addiction to realize that I was not the most important person mm-hmm. and that I needed to put my child ahead of myself, you know, and I, I feel like I missed that in all those, you know, during her childhood. And that's really sad for me. I'm not a religious person, but I am a spiritual person. Yeah. And I would definitely say that the, the universe gave me the mother that I needed. And I think the universe gives us all everything that we need. Yeah. And what we need is not always pretty. But what I do know is that having the mother that I had, I got the mother that I needed for the life that I was going to have. I was thoroughly prepared to walk the path that I've walked. And it has a lot to do with having had a mother who was there, but also having enough space that I had to, I had to grow up early, you know. But if I didn't have that, if I didn't have the independence and if I didn't meet a lot of the uh, lions and tigers that I got to meet on those streets of mm-hmm. Baltimore, I wouldn't have been ready to come out here, you know, at 18 to Hollywood and hold it down for myself. And not only that, just the level of endurance that I've had to get through some of the toughest times of my life has a lot to do with the endurance that we've learned together, that we've Mm -hmm. learned separately, you know, and that I think sometimes when we think about certain kind of relationships, you know, you know, mother and daughter relationships should be like this. No, that mother and daughter relationship should be organized in the way in which God has made so to prepare you for whatever God has in store for you. And God gave me the perfect mother <laughs> with the experiences that, that Jada needed in order to become the woman that I've had the opportunity to become. And I'm very grateful for the experience that we've had together. And I'm grateful for the lessons that she has taught me unbeknownst to her. Yeah. You know, And I tell her that all the time. You can't We really mess up looking at relationships as needing to be a certain way to be successful. And that that's that's where we get that's where we get it twisted. That is where we get it twisted. That's where we get it twisted. I think that having that openness and the freedom to be yourself as a mother, as a daughter, as whoever it is in that in that capacity is the most beautiful thing. And that's exactly how you can get to a successful relationship. It's not about conforming. That's right. That's right. And it's not about comparing your relationship to what's to going on with other mothers and no. daughters because it's it's very subjective, it you know? I think that this is a perfect opportunity to end this conversation because I, this is, like, for me, such an upper in so many ways because I'm, like, my mom and my relationship is, has had so many chapters and your relationships have had so many chapters. And I think that for any mother-daughter duo out there listening, just remember that your relationship has chapters. Yes. Your openness to each other is only going to continue to bring you closer. And I think that you've got two different mother-daughter dynamics right in front of you that are proof of that. So thank mm-hmm. you guys for being so open and sharing. This has been so fabulous. Thanks for coming on Pretty Big Deal. It's nice to meet you both. Oh, thank you so much. Thank Stay you, grateful. Linda. Thank you, Ashley. Mm-hmm. This was awesome. Thank you for such an awesome conversation. We thank love you, you guys. Jada, Gams, Mommy, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation today. This might be the first time that we all get together, but I really don't feel like it's going to be the last. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Pretty Big Deal Pod, and on Twitter at Pretty Big Pod. Don't forget to share your pretty big deal moments with me on social media with the hashtag pretty big deal.